Hello and welcome to Frameskip, your daily dose of video game news and discussions. I am one of your hosts, Seth Slykehouse, alongside the amazing Austin Eller. What's up, Seth? How's it going? What's up, boss? Uh, it's going pretty good, dude. I'm making a lot of money this week. Nice. So I'm pretty happy about that. It's also my birthday week. I, I, had, I turned yeah. 27 yesterday, so that was pretty cool. That was pretty, as the kids like to say, that's pretty dope. No, the, what they would say is it's pretty lit. Uh, no, that's it's pretty lit that you turned 27. <laughs> that finna be hella lit. Is, is my, I'm trying. To, I'm trying to stay hip with the younger lingo. Is that probably well, you know, is that about right? You know, now that coach isn't on, we can just converse in our language. Yeah, our millennial so, language. Yeah, there's been so many words in this last like 10 years that um, I just never use. Like I remember when. Swag was the thing. Swag. Everyone was into that. <laughs> that was like some crazy fad for a while. My favorite one in the last few years has been yeet. Yeah. Like you just yeet something. That's been great. Yeah. Yeet now, is an interesting word. And now WAP is going around. You know what WAP means, Austin? I, yeah, unfortunately I do. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and it, it is just hilarious that people are just casually using this 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 word uh, all over yeah. the place. It, I'm, I'm having a blast. Listen, yeah. like, like look at the memes and whatnot. So, yeah, the, uh, the the evolution of language is happening very fast in front of us. Very fast. It is. It is. It's a uh, nonstop. And how do you fall on the uh, side of like the evolution of language versus proper grammar? Because uh, as a journalist, right, like like you you're you're, you're yeah. supposed to use proper grammar, but language naturally evolves. So like we were always taught like ain't isn't a real word, right? But then when yeah. we were when I was in like high school, ain't got added to the dictionary, making it an official yeah. word, but it's still poor grammar. So at what point do we just let language evolve and stop dealing with this this, you know? Well, well oh, yeah, you, know, you can go to the bathroom, you know, type of thing. You know, that's a it is an interesting point though because like in school and at my work and stuff, obviously we're told to write like we're speaking. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. Like we're told to be very conversational in the way we're writing, and obviously, on a on a serious note, I mean, on a this is a serious thing. Um, if if language is evolving and these words are coming into our daily vocabulary, how does that play into you know my work? I, yeah. I, I don't really know. I've never really thought about it. Yeah, I think about this at least once a week. This is how my brain works. Oh. I think about the, oh. like the the proper grammar and the evolution <laughs> of language probably once a week. You like should write a book on it. You know what? I'm going to do that. Yeah. Starting tonight. You should, you should write. Here's what you should do. You should write essentially two books, but they're the same book. But one book is proper grammar and the other book is made using, you know, modern day language. And we all know which one would be better to read. Which yeah. one would be WAP, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> hella good i'm gonna gonna read this whole book whatever dude (laughs) i don't understand i really don't understand you know i try to act like i know what these things mean but i i just can't bring myself to use these words in my vocabulary we're like 17 layers of meme deep right now dude oh yeah yeah it all started with harambe oh yeah well I would. I'd like to. I'd like to say that Harambe's death is what led us to to 2020. So, yeah, dude, you go back in time. <laughs> it, it all started with a gorilla. <laughs> yeah. Yep. 
So. Uh, anyway, dude, so uh, how have you been this week? What are you up to? Uh, I've been pretty good, man. Pretty good. Um, just kind of doing the same old stuff. Um, not much different work-wise, but still just hanging in there. And uh, in my free time, um, Andy and I have been playing a lot more Monster Hunter. So we, uh, I think I'm around 250 hours in now, which is pretty crazy. But we... Uh, that is pretty insane. Yeah, I mean, it's my second most played Monster Hunter game. I think it could potentially be my my first at some point because I played, I think, around 350, 400 hours of of three on the Wii. But we, uh, we've just been playing a ton of it. And I think uh, part of that was brought on from um, knowing that the final update for Iceborne is coming out, which I, I might, if we have time, I might do two stories. But um, that's coming out soon. So I think I kind of want to, get through the game finally and, and finish it up and get through all the content. Um, but we've, we've just been really having a blast with it. I, I, I absolutely adore that game. So it's, it's been really good getting back into it. Cause I, I don't know if I brought this up on the show before, but we go through phases. Cause the thing is, you know, we have our TV in the living room mm-hmm. and we have our office, which is like a second, technically our, our apartment's a two bedroom apartment, but our second bedroom is where both of our computers are. Um, and so I think the problem we go through on occasion is that like, I'll get home from work and I won't want to come in here and sit in the office and play monster hunter. Um, cause that's how we like to play is we'll, we'll both bring our PS4s in here. That way we're both in the same room and just, you know, playing away. But, um, what about remote play? Why don't you do remote play? You know, I've thought about that. So I was going to ask you, cause I know you, you brought that up, I think recently, but I wasn't mm-hmm. on the show. Um, I think it was the one where I was gone or something, but yeah. Um, how does that work on PC? Is it is it fluid? Is it? Oh, it works great, dude. You download the uh, Remote Play app, and it works just mm-hmm. like it does on the Vita. It just connects to your PS4, and you hook up your PS4 controller, and you, you just play. It it's seamless. It works great. Um, I really don't have any complaints on it, and, and like the lag is is like i I, you know there there really should be a different word for like remote play or like streaming games lag because it's not it's not the same type of lag you would get from like a a slow internet connection on a mmo um but it's It's like a latency yeah it's yeah like the latency it's always gonna be there but i'll I'll say straight up dude um on the remote play through the app especially on the same network it's almost not noticeable at all and um Mm. I was playing, you know, uh, Kakarot, which is, you know, pretty high-paced fighting game. You need good reflexes yeah. and, and, and skill and whatnot. And I was doing it without a problem at all. So I think uh, maybe that could be the solution to your problems. Yeah, I'm. I might need to try that. Um, I would. But yeah, because I, I remember trying it when it it first came out, and it, it definitely had some issues on PC. But obviously, it's been a while since then. So um, I might give it another shot. So yeah, I've, I've had no issues and. Um, like I said, remember we were talking about before, I've streamed games with it as well, which mm-hmm. obviously takes up a lot of resources and internet. And um, it's worked great for me. You know, it's, it's a great alternative to people who don't want to invest hundreds of dollars into a streaming setup for PS4 games and just want to yeah. stream from their computer so they can get, you know, their, their ideal layout and format or whatever. But I think it's a great solution. Um, obviously, like the picture quality, it's not going to be perfect. Yeah. Um, but you can you can choose what kind of quality you want to set to stream into. I think the max is 1080. Um, 
I think I have it set to 720, but yeah, yeah I, I would definitely give it a shot. I think that that would be a pretty good solution. Yeah, least, that, I, I, I think try. I will try that. Yeah. So, and then once you're done conquering Monster Hunter, you jump back into 14 with me. <laughs> you know, I uh, I am really looking forward to it though, to to getting back to 14. I've been thinking about it a lot. I was actually telling Andy earlier that we should watch um, Sword Art because she's yeah. never seen it. And I was like, Oh yes. The, the problem is the second we start watching this, every single time I watch Sword Art, I'm like, God, I need to play Final Fantasy right now. <laughs> yes, dude. Yes, you do. So, yes. I know if we start watching it. It's like going to be, I don't, I don't know. I guess it's just they're, those two things are associated together in my mind. But They are um, for me too. And I don't really know why because like Sword Art isn't like close to Final Fantasy yeah. in terms of a game whatsoever. But they're both awesome. And, and you yeah. can, I mean like the Sword Art's second arc obviously is very debatably bad. But yes. um, I know we've talked about it many, many times before. The second season is is great oh, yeah. and then the movie is great and this latest season which is i think just crossed 50 episodes um alice's haitian has been incredible so far yeah almost as good as the first season i think this was another episode i wasn't on but you had brought that up that um yeah. so alice's haitian itself is like 50 episodes yeah uh so they split the season yeah. they took a break at 25 episodes for okay. like a year so it, for me it seems like two seasons but really it's one seamless whole yeah. season i didn't realize that i i I knew it was still going, but I just mm-hmm. assumed there was like some huge gap in between, um, you know, like 12 episodes or something like they normally do. But no, no I need to I need to get back into it and um, both Final Fantasy and and Sword Art. But I uh, I think I did finish up season two. I didn't watch the movie. But, the movie's um, really good. And you it, it's it's like a lot of anime movies are, are like they don't tie into the story at all. But yeah. this, this actually does take place timeline wise right in between season two and Alicization. And it comes up later in Alicization. Um, they tie mm. it into the movie. There's just one little scene, but it, it's worth watching too. It's really good. That's pretty um, cool. But how far are you, are you in final fantasy on your main character? So my main character, I can't remember if I actually beat heaven's war, but I'm pretty sure if I did not, I'm like on the last quest. Okay. So I'm, did, did you I, do any of the post patches? No. Okay. No. So you got Oh, God, you're in such a good spot. <laughs> yeah, you're in such a good spot. So I'm, I'm, I'm definitely like at the the end of what Heaven's Word launched with. So I'm, I, I definitely was not in any of the patches, but, um, I think, uh, I think I brought it up before, but Andy and I were playing, and I think she had gotten up to like Aruda with her character, and I was running through, just kind of. You know, New Game Plus wasn't out at this point, so I couldn't rerun through the story, but I was kind of following her kind of progression level-wise um, with a white mage class on my my same character. Oh, so. so you were using the same character. I thought you had started a new character. No, I was using the same character. I just started a new class on it. So, Is this still um, um, the same character that we all played together with? Gang Fritz or whatever? Yeah, I think I changed the name, though. It's now um, Fumikage. That's awesome. From... from uh, from my hero, the Falcon guy. <laughs> Why did you transfer to Ultros eventually, though? I, Mamiya. you know, I can't really recall. I think it had something to do with Elijah and Brandon and them. I think they were all on there. But now the problem is when you when you brought up the other day what server they were on, I was like, well, we were definitely all playing before. So I'm not really sure why they like did a different server again. Well, so Elijah, I think, transferred... Yeah. Um, to Aether to play with his like okay. European friends. And 
uh, I think they all started new characters. To okay. be honest with you, and, and just restarted. So that sucks because now yeah. I'm left on Primal. Well, not really. You're with me, but you're you're not playing. But I, <laughs> I, I have like no friends, and like I said, you guys are all. I'm me and you are on Primal. The rest of the guys are on Aether, and my one friend that I know really well, yeah, plays on Crystal, and he's like a hardcore <laughs> player. So I'm like, oh, well, well I just can't here, win. Here's the here's the thing, and I'm gonna be honest with you, Brandon. And, and Craig and I guess Patrick, I, I think Patrick is playing. They all play for like a couple of weeks and then they're done. Yeah, I knew that's going to so, happen. I know that's going to happen. So I'm not, I wouldn't really rely on them. What I will say is that, like I said, whenever we finish up Monster Hunter and, and move on to that, I have a feeling we will be playing this game for a while. Yes. Um, Final indeed. Fantasy, whenever we jump back in. So if we want to move to, you know, Crystal or whatever it is where your friend is, that might be the better option than moving to where... <laughs> They're all at right now where they're going to stop playing in uh, approximately three minutes. I am I am 100% <laughs> down with this idea because he's like a hardcore player. He's got all, all of his classes leveled up. He's in a good yeah. free company and whatnot. The The thing that sucks, though, is that I do like the guys in my free company. Now, yeah. 99% of the free company has been gone for almost 200 days. It's just the, the three of us left. So I'm probably just going to hit him up and be like, hey, listen, guys, like. I yeah. gotta go. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, you know, sorry, but like this isn't. This is. I gotta. I gotta. I gotta get out of here. Um, <laughs> which sucks, but whatever. Uh, but I yeah, love it, that game, though, man. It, it God, it's so and, good, and I'm and so excited to go back to it. I think so. Like I had a bunch of friends that were playing with me from work yeah. earlier year, and I think they all stopped playing because for the same reason I think a lot of people stopped playing they, they came from World of Warcraft and they're trying to play this like an MMO mm. which is like grind as fast as you can to get to the end game and and like the World of Warcraft's all about the end game the game really doesn't even start until yeah. you get to like the, the, the high end rating and whatnot so for them it was a it was a constant like skip everything run through everything as fast as possible and it's really not how it's supposed to be played like no for Anybody who might be listening who hasn't played Final Fantasy fourteen and is thinking about it, like you, you really do play it like a like a regular Final Fantasy game, yeah. up until the end game, which is when you start playing it like an MMO, where you is where you're grinding for gear and doing your raids and whatnot, and, and getting in, in, in you know serious parties. But up yeah. until that point, it's all just like a straight Final Fantasy game. I mean, um, it has tons of good story dialogue. Yeah, dude, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, the cutscenes obviously are a little strange because they're you know kind of lower quality compared to a, a standard Final Fantasy cutscene, but the the cutscenes are still phenomenal. Like there, yep. there's just a lot of really good stuff there, and it it does play, you know, if you're just mainlining it through the story, it does play like a standard Final Fantasy game, I would say. Yeah, so. and the, the the story mimics like a regular Final Fantasy game too. Like it, it doesn't have it had like yeah. a, like it's surprising how good that story is. I would say it's probably one of if not the best final fantasy uh, stories ever made um oh yeah and right where you're at is like incredible too in heaven's word that's you that heaven's word or Shadowbringers is like unanimously people's favorite um expansions yeah. um for final fantasy 14 but man i remember back when me you and blake we're all playing that oh, game yeah. hardcore and we were just on it all day, every yep. single day, dude, just grinding it out, uh, you know, getting through all the dungeons together and whatnot. Those were great times. Um, I know I've put in about 350 more hours since then. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, but, I, I pretty, like I said, I, I think I dropped off 
uh, right around the time of Heaven's Sword. So I never mm-hmm. played the other two, but um, I've just been, I don't know, kind of waiting around. And, and I think it has helped. Like when Andy and I were playing it, we played it for at least probably two months, like almost every single day. So, yeah, dude. And, and stuff just happened at the beginning of this year and kind of knocked us out of it. But I, like I said, I know when we get back into it and, you know, Andy will be there too. So she'll, she'll be able to play and, um, Absolutely, man. we'll have, we'll have plenty of people to, to raid and, and do all that stuff. So Absolutely, it'll be fun. Dude. I'm excited. Other than Final Fantasy, I, uh, I haven't played much. I played a little bit of Apex and a little yeah. bit of Warzone. I played one game of Warzone for the first time. what do you think of Warzone? Uh, it's fine. Yeah, I, you know, I, I've only played maybe two or three matches of it, but I think, I don't know. There's something about Warzone that I don't like. It just feels like Call of Duty. Yeah, well, and I don't know that I'm necessarily bothered by the the way it plays. Like, I, I think Call of Duty plays very well. It, it's very fluid and it just, it feels good. My issue is I think it's, too fast for for a a battle royale game for my taste at least i think it's a little too like like the gameplay is too twitchy yeah too twitchy and too like just kind of focused on like the kill streaks and all that stuff and i i guess it's not kill streaks in this game but it's like you still get like the the bombings and all that stuff and i'm just like i don't know if i really i don't know i'm not a big fan of that in in battle royale personally I do love Apex though, man. I, I, oh, I yeah. think Apex, Apex is, is incredible. Yeah, Apex is great. And um, me, Watson, and our other buddy Sheldon got really good at it. We were streaming it there for a minute, and we still jump in every once in a while. But we played so much of it, I think we all got sick of it because um, we were playing every single night for like hours and hours and hours. So yeah, uh, we, we we needed a break, but we still jump in usually once every time we're all together um, on mm-hmm. the computer. But Warzone was a pain to get set up on my PC. It wouldn't connect to the servers, and like this is an ongoing problem they're having. And that's weird. Yeah, it was really annoying. I had to, I had to take two days and like, <laughs> I like took down my entire firewall on my network. It was really <laughs> annoying. Um, but eventually, like, what you have to do is just like let it sit there. You just have to let it sit for like twenty minutes the first time you start it up, and let mm. it just try to connect to the server over and over and over again. But I don't think I had that issue. Did you play it on PC? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, I don't know. You're lucky. <laughs> yeah, I, I need to play more Apex too, though. I I, uh, I really enjoyed what I played, but I never played that much of it. Um, I never really sat down and played much. I've probably played less than 10 hours at most. Yeah, it's not, but it's not a whole lot. I don't know. I, I love the way that game plays because it's based off of Titanfall. And yeah. Titanfall, um, I guess maybe people don't know this, but Titanfall probably, aside from Doom, Titanfall 2 is probably my favorite shooter this gen. It's a super good game. So um, I, I love the way both Titanfall and, and Apex play. I never did beat the uh, 2016 Doom that I was playing earlier in the year. Yeah. You know, it, it does start to drag on for a bit, I think. I don't know that I actually finished it in one kind of session. I think I, I think I played about halfway through it and then like a month later, I went back and played the other half. Yeah, I was playing it when we all got quarantined. And mm-hmm. I was—I remember having fun for a while. And then I'm like, oh, this this game is, uh, it's still going. Hmm. <laughs> and like you fight the first, like, what are they, like, like arch demons or whatever. Yeah. And I thought that was the final boss. And I'm like, let's go. You know, <laughs> like I got the BFG and I'm, I'm, I'm going. And then 
I'm like, oh, I got like 10 hours left. I looked at like the, <laughs> the guide and saw all the sections left. I'm like, oh, yeah. okay, yeah. I guess we're going. And, uh, <laughs> then that, that's that's when I put it down. I'm like, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm yeah. And I haven't even touched the second one. I, everyone says it's good, but I think I'm just going to hold off on that until I upgrade my my PC and can blow it out of the water settings wise. So speaking of upgrading PCs, Nvidia showed off the uh, yeah. thirty thir- third generation, not third generation, thirty 3, series, yeah, three thousand yeah. series of graphics cards yesterday. Um, what do you think? I'm pretty impressed. I think uh, I think a lot of people are, and. Um, you know, I've been talking a lot, depending on the prices of next gen and, and how that turns out. Like if these consoles are $600, which I think is a possibility, um, I think I'd rather just upgrade my PC at that point. And I mean, the one that obviously stuck out to me was the the 3070. They came out and said it was uh, $499, which is $100 less than the 2080 Ti, I think. And it's twice as twice as fast as the 2080 ti for that that price. is so painful to me dude that is so painful because i just spent yeah five hundred dollars on my current <laughs> graphics card yeah which is a good graphics card yeah but this thing just came out four months later and just absolutely eviscerated my computer and i'm like god ah, that sucks i well, might end it, up buying one i don't know yeah and supposedly i mean you know this could all be pr talk so i'm curious what actually happens when they release and i know the I don't know if they're all releasing in October. I know at least the 3070 is, but um, I know they were saying that this is the largest leap any NVIDIA graphics cards have ever taken in between generations. So I think it's it's pretty impressive. And my PC is super outdated at this point. It's I'm still rocking what I built in, I guess it was 2016, I think was when I built it, like January, February 2016. So well, that's probably still strong enough to run modern games, though. Yeah, I can run uh, some stuff. Like, I can still play, like, Apex and things like that. But most, like, um, you know, like, I, I did try Fallout 76 that one night, and it just did not run on my computer. But, um, you know, I'm still rocking the, the FX8350, which is just a huge bottleneck in my PC. So, um, yeah. I think whatever happens, though, I know supposedly the, the new Ryzen... Uh, CPUs are are scheduled to come out soon uh, with that new, I think it's like the seven nanometer, eight nanometer like die or chips or whatever they are. So, which is, I don't know too much about that stuff, but I know it's supposed to be some crazy like advancement for, for CPUs that Intel hasn't been really taking. So I'm curious to see what happens with that. But yeah, I mean, honestly, once those new Ryzen chips come out and these, these 30 series are out, I'll probably, uh, probably jump in on that and upgrade my my pc finally what i think is really amazing is that i st- i walked away from pc gaming for close to a decade really yeah when i, I built my last computer in 2013 and i barely ever played it i really didn't yep. do anything with it you know and uh even back then like intel was leaps and bounds above yep. amd in terms of like processing power and and, and price and whatnot well mm-hmm. power for the price they were they were yeah. more expensive amd was always kind of viewed as like the budget brand processor and you know you didn't want to go amd but when i uh, i was going to build my pc this year um what i found was almost the opposite like intel yeah. was unanimously just kind of like oh it's not worth it for the money and amd like it seems like every big streamer gamer 
you know, they they yeah. they, they go with uh, the, the Risen um, series, which is what I got, and I'm super happy with it. And you get a cool um, Wraith cooler with them, which yep. is like you know, which is really great, and uh, they're very powerful. And it seems like Intel's fallen behind a little bit, and that's cool because I always liked AMD a little more. Yeah, I think they're they're kind of the underdog. So I think it's you know, ha- if I could go back in time and not buy an AMD. Would I probably, but that's only because the the one that I bought, like you said, was in that time frame yeah. of they were just, it was the budget CPU. I think I wish I had, you know, waited a, another month or two and saved up and, and just gotten, gotten an Intel CPU. But um, looking at what they're doing now, I mean, for the most part, AMD is pretty much on par with, uh, with Intel. I think they might have a, a slightly worse performance in some games, but based off what I've read, it's like almost nothing. Like it's not really noticeable, but yeah, pretty incredible. Like I said, those new chips that are coming out that new, you know, you guys listening need to go look it up. Cause I'm no expert on this stuff, but like I said, I know there's some sort of new advancement as far as how much they're going to be able to cram into their CPUs that AMD is, is making. And I think, the general consensus that most people are thinking right now is these these new chips that AMD is about to release are straight up going to surpass what Intel has. So um, it's going to be interesting to see what happens. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm super interested and um, also a little bit depressed because, uh, <laughs> like I said, I just spent two grand on a PC that is uh, immediately outdated. That always happens, but yeah. it doesn't usually happen to yeah. this leap so quick. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I should have known better than to build a PC at the very end of a generation. This always happens. That's why I've been hauling off. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it always happens. Uh, the, the best time to build a PC is right at the beginning of a generation when that leap happens. And Yep. But whatever. If I end up great, <laughs> I'll upgrade. I'm also buying a Camaro this spring. Who cares about money? You know what I'm saying? Hey. Who, who needs savings, right, Austin? Yeah. Just put your, you know, make a make a PC and put it in your Camaro. That way you can play it whenever you want. Speaking of saving money, let's jump into Chris's question this week. Oh, yeah. The good one. I like that transition. That's excellent. <laughs> Chris Chamberlain, our good buddy, asks, I keep seeing more and more posts about people being pleasantly surprised how much they like the campaign of Avengers. I'm very tempted to buy it myself, but I also want to see what people say about the other modes first. What are your thoughts on the game? Are any of you going to pick it up? Well, Coach and Elijah aren't here. I know Elijah's picking it up. So, Oh, yeah. Elijah's a huge fan of the Avengers. Um, yeah. Marvel. <laughs> His favorite franchise. Yep, yep. Um, <laughs> but I will say, like I told Chris in the uh, chat earlier this, I think it was either yesterday or today, yeah. God himself couldn't get me to buy this game. If God came <laughs> down and said, Seth, I'm back. I, yeah. I have returned, my son. Uh, you need to buy the Avengers or I'm starting the Rapture and no one's making it alive. <laughs> I'm still not buying the Avengers, dude. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm saying I'll save the sixty bucks and uh, screw these people, send them to hell. <laughs> I um, actually, for me, I'm a little more interested. Um, I'm still certainly not going to buy it, but I, I am a little more interested after reading what people are saying. But here's what I'll say, and I said it, pretty sure I said it last week. But what I played of the beta. I didn't like it. I didn't like how it played. So, you know, if I if I didn't like the gameplay, I don't really foresee myself liking the entire game. But um, I am curious. I, I think it's been interesting to kind of see what people have been saying about the the single player. Supposedly, it's actually like really pretty good. Um, 
at the end of the day, I still wish it was just a standard single player narrative Avengers game. That's I really don't need this destiny games as a service mess that's added in. And yep, that's that's my concern is like, OK, from what I've read, the the story is like 10 to 15 hours long, which is decent length. But yep, yep. everyone now is like finishing that like review wise. So I'm curious to see in the next couple of days what people are going to start saying about the repetitiveness of the game, um, the kind of more grindy nature of the game that doesn't involve the narrative. Because for me, that's the thing I think, that's the reason why I'm, I just have no interest is because that I, I really don't care about that stuff in this game. Um, you, you know, you brought up reviewers and I just wanted to shout out like a really funny story from Sacred Symbols that was this yeah. week. Yeah, I, I mean, I know you listened to Secret Symbols. Did you listen this mm-hmm. past week? I haven't listened to this one. Okay, yet. Colin said told a really interesting story about review consoles and review copies mm-hmm. of games and how um, when he was working at IGN, like they used to get these review consoles, of course, from like Sony and Microsoft. And he's like, we couldn't give the PlayStation and Xbox ones away. They wouldn't even take them back. He's like, they're he's like IGN just has a like a, like a treasure trove of them. <laughs> so, but Nintendo used to ship uh like like we use and 3ds's bolted to desks what <laughs> yeah so that like he, are you kidding me yeah like, oh like, my god yeah like they were super super hardcore about it um and he said like you'd have to have like an expert come like 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 and and, and like set them up and whatnot <laughs> good lord <laughs> awesome dude you imagine just like getting a, a review console for nintendo and it's a giant desk with a 3ds bolted to it <laughs> like, that's, that's ridiculous so awesome, it's like, i don't know if you've ever seen this picture it's this meme that used to go around it was like rate my setup and it was just this empty like apartment room and there was just a, there was a 3ds sitting in the center of the room yeah. and it makes me think of that it's like yeah just a 3ds is bolted onto this desk oh my god that's yeah. absolutely insane that's so awesome like i, like, I respect that so much oh, like man, oh. i wonder if there's any pictures of that that's like, crazy like no, no 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 you fools you will not be getting our review consoles out there in the wild <laughs> idiots oh man (laughs) nintendo back in the day was like so extra with their security and whatnot too so funny like well i think the thing was they were just upset that the ds was aside from like the dreamcast like the most pirated system of all uh, time and the the psp yeah yeah so (laughs) they've really cracked down on that stuff now though yeah uh i don't know the switch had like a massive vulnerability yeah. <laughs> like you can't they killed they couldn't patch out so yeah um there was that i i have my switch hacked i don't i never use it though i haven't touched my switch mm. in like eight months mm-hmm. i know last time i played it was when fire emblem came out and um coach sent me that game and i still have not played it <laughs> i played it for maybe four or five hours and i was like okay yeah i don't, don't want to play this on switch and i just stopped yeah. i don't know there's something about the switch that turns me off yeah i just i just don't want to play games on that console and i played yeah. xenoblade Chron- oh, no, no no i did play it recently maybe in a lot whenever xenoblade chronicles remastered came out i played about mm-hmm. 20 hours of that on my switch but i still didn't enjoy it yeah it's good i get it, it. it the game is good like but i just i don't know no but, i get it all right well let's jump into some news this week uh awesome yeah why don't you just drop this tasty mass effect story on my tongue yeah, so there's not really too much to this, but um, this is a story from Eurogamer, 
And technically, it's it's Eurogamer reporting on um, something that Jeff Grubb has brought up, who is um, suddenly, I feel like, just all over my Twitter timeline. I, I honestly don't really know who this guy is, but um, he's just been popping up nonstop for me on Twitter. I don't know if that's the same for anyone else, but apparently he's a journalist I for... I have seen this. Yeah, this apparently he's a, he's a journalist for Games Beat. And uh, basically, he came out this week and said that he knows that EA is um, remastering the Mass Effect trilogy and that he uh, basically, uh, so this is his direct quote. He said, up until this last week, I know the plan for sure was to announce Mass Effect trilogy remastered in early October, release it in later October. And then he said, so essentially now he's thinking that it's 2020 so maybe it could slip obviously because corona and everything happening and that he from what he's heard it sounds like a real possibility but nothing's for sure but i just wanted to bring this up because honestly ever since ps4 and xbox one released i think almost every single year these rumors of mass effect trilogy remastered have been just nonstop. Like I feel like every time, and maybe not so much this year because it didn't happen, but every year at E3, everyone's like, "Is is Mass Effect trilogy going to get a remaster this year? Is are they going to announce that this year?" And um, it sounds like, at least based off what Jeff Grubb is saying, which again, I don't know how accurate he is when it comes to stuff like this, but um, it sounds like it's happening. But it sounds like it might be later this year and not October, if that was what was originally planned, which. That's fine with me. I'm okay with that. Yeah, um, this is really interesting. Do you think they um, update Mass Effect 1? You know, that was my question for you was, uh, you know, I don't know. It's It's been a while since I played the trilogy. And I'm sure some people that have listened to the show have probably played it somewhat recently. But for those that have not, Mass Effect 1 is a drastically different game than Mass Effect 2 and 3. Um, it's, it's so outdated by comparison. It's really stiff and graphically it really does not look like, uh, I guess what would now be considered a last gen game. I'd say it looks like a, a late, like PS2 era game. Um, the, the driving missions, dude. Yeah. Oh, and then, God. I don't even remember what the heck that thing was called, but yeah, the, that vehicle that you drive around and yeah. the physics were like abysmal and, oh God, it's. You couldn't aim the cannon no. up and down. You could only aim it left and right. So you had yep. to angle the vehicle <laughs> on like Mass rocks Effect, and stuff. Mass Effect 1 is an interesting game though. Still, I think it's I still think it's worth playing. Although again, it's been probably 7 8 years since I played yeah, through that series. So I, I probably played it again 3 3 years ago. Yeah. Um it, it's it's rough, man. It is really really rough. The story is the best out of all the Mass Effect games in one. Oh yeah, Mass and Effect it, One has a phenomenal story, and it's not even close. By the way, like it's not even nope. close. They set the whole world up, I, but whenever you go to that um, planet, Ilias, Il- Il- Ilias, I don't even remember. <laughs> it's the Pro- it's the Prothean planet, and you oh, get gosh. that massive plot twist, and. Mm-hmm. I'll never forget that moment, man. Like it's one of my, my great gaming memories. Yeah. Um, but whenever I first played it and like, here's actually a really funny story about me and mass effect. Yeah. Um, 
I played Mass Effect 1 on Xbox 360 when I first got my 360, right? I played it, I liked it, and I completely forgot about it. And then Mass Effect 2 came out, and I heard everybody talking about it. So mm-hmm. I got it on my PC, and I was playing through it. And I did not realize it was a sequel to Mass Effect 1, the game that I had played and beaten. I swear <laughs> to God, Austin, until like halfway through the game. Are you kidding me? I'm not, I'm not joking at all. Like, that's how much I forgot about Mass Effect 1 oh, after God. I beat it. I, like, like, I completely, because I was not like, I wasn't like really paying attention to the story in Mass Effect yeah. 1 when I, when I beat it. Yeah. So, and Mass Effect 2 is a drastically different game. It's like not even close to the, like the same gameplay. So I play I played through halfway through and I'm like, "Huh, a lot of this like seems pretty familiar." And I'm like, "Oh my god, I played the first one." <laughs> it's really it was really a, a, a like a, yeah, like an insane like turn of events, a a, a, a twist if you will, halfway yeah. through the season. Yeah, it was oh, it was man. It's pretty wild. But yeah, I, I uh I, I love the series. I think actually I'm pretty sure I got into it because of you. I, I remember you recommending it to me. And I think it was right around the time that three had come out. Makes sense. Um, right around the time three came out, everyone was in our, in our friend group was, was super excited for it. And so I, I remember I went back and, and played all of them at that time. And it's still, you know, it's been years and years and years since I've played them, but they're still probably one of my top series of all time. I mean, it's, it's, a phenomenal set of games and um like you said i really hope that should this remaster be true i do hope that mass effect one gets a bit of an upgrade i think it's it's a bit jarring by comparison yeah. to two and three i I'd compare it to the witcher one i'd say yeah. it's a kind of in that vein of witcher one is is quite a bit jarring compared to, to two and three yeah it's a great comparison um now i know when they released it on ps3 in the collection they did upgrade it in 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 some ways have you played the ps3 version at all i don't own it anymore i remember i bought the ps3 set at one point just to own them Mm -hmm. um i don't think i i definitely don't own them anymore but if i'm not mistaken i think they upgraded one to run on the same engine that two runs on but i don't really think it made a difference i don't think i think it was just kind of them being like oh it runs on this engine but they they didn't change okay. anything okay. like graphically or anything. It was just kind of behind the scenes. Um, so, yeah, I, I don't really know. What I what I will tell you is that I did try to, to go back and replay these games somewhat recently on PC. It was probably three or four years ago. And um, I stopped when I found out that 1 and 2 do not have controller support on PC. And I don't want to play it with keyboard and mouse. I'm sorry, What? Yeah, you literally cannot play those games with the controller on on PC. How is that a thing? They came out on Xbox. I don't know because they play so well with controller on there. And I was like, I really do not want to sit here and play this freaking like massive RPG with my keyboard and mouse. Like I just, I don't want to do it. That's crazy Um, to me, especially since they came out on Xbox and the 360 is like the go-to computer controller. Well, and there was a mod, I think, for for one and two but it's still not like it, it just doesn't play the same as they did on on 360 controller wise so that's insane dude that's absolutely yeah. crazy um i i i am wondering though why this has taken so long to come out you know because it doesn't make any sense why they've held it in this i mean we've gotten a ton of remaster collections and, and remakes and whatnot this generation like like too many of them 
But Mass yeah. Effect was always the one glaring flaw, and I'm wondering if Andromeda had something to do with it. I think it could be. I think it certainly could be Andromeda. I think they were potentially like, you know, let's get Andromeda out. And then Andromeda came out and, you know, everyone hated it and it was panned. And maybe they were just kind of waiting for space. I think, which honestly, I think that's the right call. I think they made the right choice. I I think had they released the trilogy right after, I think there probably would be a few people that, would have a that same kind of sour taste in their mouth still and wouldn't wouldn't purchase it because they were so disappointed with Andromeda and um Yeah, if there was anything wrong with the the collection at all, people would have torn it apart right oh, for Andromeda. Sure. For sure. So I think I think they made the right call. What I am curious about is is um is this going to be a cross gen title? Like is this gonna be PS4 and PS5 or what are we going to see here? Cause it is so late in the generation now and people have been begging for this for seven years. Um, it's just, you know, it is a bit late, but I do know supposedly EA has a few remasters coming out this year. I know there was a rumor going around that they're remastering, um, need for speed, hot pursuit. I feel so, like we've gotten three remasters of that. <laughs> like, like the remasters are remade. Yeah. Didn't we get like a Need for Speed Hot Pursuit remake in like 2013? Well, it wasn't a it wasn't a remake, but it was like a, a new kind of title in the same vein. And I think that's the one that they're saying would get re- remastered now. But hmm. I don't really know. I, I it seems like EA is kind of jumping on the remaster train right now, though. So, Interesting. Um, yeah, I'll tell you what, man. I played Need for Speed Heat earlier this year, and I really liked it. I, it was the first Need for Speed game I had played since. Probably under I, uh, oh no undercover. I played I played undercover quite a bit, but that was yeah. that, that was the last one that I played. I stopped playing them after that because I thought they would look stupid. And then I played Heat, and Heat was like old school Need for Speed Underground. It was really good. I, I liked it a lot. I didn't play Heat. I didn't play Heat, but I I did hear it was good. I think the last one I played was um, I think it was just called Need for Speed. Mm. It, was, it was the one that was supposed to be like Underground. It was like three years ago, maybe. Oh, okay. And it was just it it wasn't. It was not underground, but it was it was one of those games that came out around the same time as the crew mm-hmm. where it was like always online, like you had to be online to play this game. And it was like it just I wasn't a fan. It uh, is heat that I'm talking about, right? The one that came out like, yeah. like a year ago. Yeah, like last fall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It yeah. is. it. Yeah, it plays mm-hmm. a lot like uh, underground. It does, I mean, the gameplay is different, but like the, the whole premise is a lot like underground. I like it a lot. I will say the one thing I hate about modern Need for Speed games, though, is the crazy rubber band mechanics. The yeah. rubber band mechanics are out of control, especially with cops, dude. You'll be going like 150 down the <laughs> highway and a cop just appears next to you out of nowhere. And yeah. like, you're like, whoa, whoa, man. He, he just like catches up to you. He's he, going like 220 miles an hour on the, on the highway. God, ridiculous. But let's jump into uh, my topic this week. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> Sony announced this pre-order program mm-hmm. um, for the PS5. And we have an article here, but I kind of feel like it, it, it'd be better. It's pretty straightforward. It's pretty straightforward. So essentially what you do is you go to this website that Sony linked and you put in your uh psn id yep and you get an email and it puts you on a list for a ps5 pre-order yeah um so this is by the way this, this is not a pre-order this is to get put on a list for a pre-order 
Yeah. Which you may not get. So what Sony hasn't released the specific details of who's going to get chosen. It's some sort of lottery system. We know that. Uh, and they have confirmed it will be determined based upon your PlayStation activity and oh, really? um, yeah, a PlayStation activity and like things you have done in on PlayStation. So I made the joke when this was announced that like, oh, you know, you're not allowed to pre-order the PlayStation five until you get trophy level 15. But like, to be honest, that might, that, that <laughs> might come into play. Like, Oh, this person, it has a level 34 trophy score level. Like we'll, we'll toss him pre It seems to be something along those type of lines, you know, maybe That's the age of your PSN ID. Um, so I don't know how this is going to work. I, I did put my name in for it. Did you? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Even though I don't know if I'll be buying one. <laughs> yeah. I don't know either. I'm not, I, I'm still not convinced I'm going to be buying one. But the craziest thing about this is that we still don't know how much it costs or the release date. And they've opened this page for pre-orders. And I just, I thought for sure August was not going to come and go without a price yeah, release date. Like I, like I would have bet money on it, gun to my head, that they would have announced it in August. Yep. And now September's coming out. This thing is most likely less than 10 weeks away. And we still have no idea. I don't get it, man. It, do you have any like any inclination of what they might be waiting for? I honestly am not sure. I think a lot of people have been theorizing that they're like they're ready to announce it. They're just waiting on the other company to pull the trigger first. Like it's some sort of like Cold War situation, which is like ridiculous. That's what it seems like. That really is what it seems like. Like 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 both companies are just waiting because by the way, we haven't gotten one from Xbox either. No, um, and the the funny thing about that too, by the way, is that not only do we not have that from Xbox, we also don't know about the Xbox Series S, which, by the way, this week was like essentially confirmed because a uh, I forget what it was, but you know how like they'll sell those like download code like cards in the store for like Xbox and PlayStation. Yes, I guess they're was like one that some reviewer got or something. I, I don't know all the details, but they got a copy of like one of these code cards that you would typically buy for PlayStation dollars or, you know, whatever it is. And on it, it mentioned the Series S. And um, so it's obviously real, but we still don't know anything about that either. It's so strange, man. IGN posted yeah. an infographic today on Instagram about how far in advance PlayStation prices were announced. For the PS1, it was four months. For the yeah. PS5 or the PS2, it was five months. For the PS3, it was six months. For the PS4, it was five months. And we are less than two months away, a little over two months away probably from the PS5, and we still don't know. It's very strange to me. And I just don't know, man. I, Something, I don't... you know, I've been on a roller coaster with this generation coming. And when we first started this podcast on episode zero, I said that I really had no interest in next gen. Yeah. And that went away after, you know, these last few months, we got a lot of good stuff um, shown from both PlayStation and Xbox. And so I was suddenly like, okay, I'm in. But now to be honest, seeing how this is being handled, something is kind of rubbing me the wrong way about next gen right now. And, yeah, I um, agree. There's something off. Like, like, like I really, I think, you know, um, what's that law? The simplest solution is often the, what is that called? Murphy's law, right? Oh yeah. Yeah. Murphy's law. 
that that says that each side is waiting for the other to announce the, the price. Yeah. And I think that would have been the most common, you know, solution to this predicament in like August, maybe even yeah. July. But now we're in September and we still don't know. And it's kind of making me believe there's something else wrong. Like there's something else I, going on with this situation. I agree. I think that, and this is all just speculation. I mean, this is just thoughts that have been flying through my head, but I 100% agree with you. I think, um, you know, it's obvious this has been a crazy year. I think, um, is it possible that potentially something is wrong with the production of certain parts of these things? I wouldn't be surprised by that at all. Um, especially when I want to say it was on episode one of this podcast, we even said that, um, there was like a shortage of certain VRAM or something that was like raising the price of the the PS five. Right. And that was before COVID happened. You know, it'll be interesting if, and maybe I'll be shocked next week when they come out and say, Oh, nope, nothing's wrong. We're just, you know, we were just holding out, which is possible. Um, but there's something about the way this is being handled by both companies that I'm kind of like, you know, I it, it's too late for me. Like I I'm I'm I really don't know that I'm interested in buying one at launch now because I'm a little concerned hardware wise that like I'm gonna buy this thing and we're gonna be in a red ring of death or yeah. yellow light of death situation where or or Joy-Con drift is a good example where. I don't know what's going on with the production of these, but I'm like a little concerned that people are going to buy these and there's going to be some glaring flaw. And that's a reasonable um, problem to have. I mean, now PS4 and Xbox one are both wonderful consoles that I don't know. Yep. have any massive flaw to them. Um, no. The failure rate, I believe is extremely low. Yeah. But like, like you said, there, there is something off about this whole situation that I don't like. And you know, on, on the other side, we could be getting an, a price and release date announcement any day. They, yep. they, they could just post it on Twitter or Instagram and uh, it would take off. But I, I really just don't get what they're waiting for. And um, at this point, where, where I'm sitting with this is that I'm waiting to see what the launch lineup is. Because I'm not going to make the same yes. mistake I made with PS4. If there's not games I can play on it day one that I want to play, then I'm not getting it. Like because because Ratchet and Clank was confirmed to be a launch window game, correct? Yes. So yeah. not launch not launch day. And that was that was the one I was looking forward to the most. Um, yep. I can wait on Spider Man. Um, I can wait on pretty much whatever else is coming. You know, Cyberpunk. I can get on my PC or my you know or my PS4 if I want to play yep. it. I just there's right now if depending on on what they announce is going to be the launch lineup I'm not worried I'm not I'm not I'm not too well, concerned about it but what I will say is that I am almost certain this console is coming out November 13th or November 20th yeah it's one of those days they're both Fridays the PS4 came out on a Friday yep. now um, Assassin's Creed Valhalla comes out on the 17th mm -hmm. and so. yeah i just looked it up and cyberpunk comes out on the 19th which is weird mm. because the 19th is a thursday yeah 19th is a thursday which is very strange you don't normally get thursday release dates yeah so oh i see what you're yeah. saying yeah 
Yeah. Um, so I think it's it's probably pretty likely that Assassin's Creed Valhalla comes out for PS4 and Xbox One on the 17th. The PS5 version comes out alongside the PS5 on the 20th. Mm-hmm. And uh, Cyberpunk 2077 launches alongside them on, on the 19th into the 20th. Yeah. I can see that happening. Um, I think you're probably right about that. Yeah. Um, so that being said, we all know Assassin's Creed Valhalla is going to come out on next gen. We all know Cyberpunk's coming out next gen. Um, what are they waiting for? Why? Just, just, just do it. Just drop the news, man. I don't get it. I'm getting like very frustrated just talking about it. Just say it. No, I mean, and say it. It's, it's getting frustrating. I mean, I think that's the thing is, um, you know, I don't mean to sound entitled, but it is getting a little frustrating that we are now potentially two months away, like eight to 10 weeks away from these systems. Yeah. And these things are going to be expensive. Like they're probably going to be at least $500 each. This is yep. not something that, you know, you announce a month in advance. Yep. So I'm, you know, I'm just curious to see what happens. But what I will say is, like you said, the the launch lineup does matter to me. Um, with Xbox Series X, Halo was already delayed. So, you know, that's that's gone. Like Xbox Series X, for me, pretty much has nothing at launch. Um, is PS5 going to be in the same situation? I think that's possible. I, I You know, I don't know where Miles Morales fits in or like Demon's Souls, but I think with everything that's happened this year, I would not be surprised if we really don't have any big launch titles on either systems. Yeah. Um, from, from a first party standpoint. So. Yep. I agree. It's going to be really interesting. And I say all this, but I know in a couple of weeks, I'll probably be like, whenever they announce the price, I'll probably be like, oh, I'm, I'm in, I'm going to buy I'm one. Here. So, I'm yeah. in. Here we go, baby. <laughs> Mario Kart Wii 140 is back. <laughs> you know, I changed my PSN name, but I'll change it back for the PS5. <laughs> boy, That's what I like to hear. <laughs> So, yeah, uh, it's it's a crazy year, but I'm excited either way. It, it It's frustrating, but exciting. Yeah, I agree. All right, man. Uh, well, do you have anything else you want to talk about before we wrap up the show? I just wanted to talk about quickly because I brought it up a little bit earlier, but Iceborne, Monster Hunter World Iceborne has its final update releasing Okay. Um, in October. And it's the addition of Fatalis, who is pretty much the most well-known baddest like strongest monster in the entire series um in the lore if i'm not mistaken there's a reason essentially why in monster hunter there's no real humans um you know you have like your camp yeah you have like your camps but there's not really like civilizations and that reason is because a group of elder dragons like led by fatalis like destroyed humanity like thousands of years ago so oh, I, um, I did not know that yeah there's like a lot of like crazy stuff lore wise that is kind of hidden behind fatalis but he's like straight up just just a dragon like he's just like a the most generic looking dragon but he's like the coolest freaking monster in the series so i'm really looking forward to him but i just wanted to add this in because it's it's the final update for the game which means that they're potentially going to be looking towards the future um and I know this week there was a report that came out about a new Monster Hunter game releasing on Switch and that it would run on a modified version of the Resident Evil engine, which is pretty That's interesting. That's very exciting. Very yeah. exciting. 
Because Resident so, Evil looks gorgeous. Yep, and the, they have a super good engine. I mean, Resident Evil 2, Resident Evil 7, Resident Evil 3, they all look phenomenal. So um, it'll be interesting to see where that kind of goes. But I just know I'm excited for what comes next for Monster Hunter because I think as a Monster Hunter fan, uh, the big thing that bothered me this generation was that um, World kind of came out and it was kind of lacking content-wise at launch. And um, Really? Because it the, seems massive to me. Well, it is now. It is now. They've added in a lot. They've really fixed a lot. But um, the problem is I think when it came out, they were upgrading a game that was releasing on 3DS for like the last seven, eight years. And suddenly they had this huge upgrade of a game. And so content-wise, there weren't that many monsters at launch. But then Iceborne came out and like completely like double, tripled the amount of monsters in the game. Um, so did they go no- back and add more monsters and stuff to like the vanilla game? Because I feel like yeah. I haven't gotten to Iceborne. I feel it massive. Yeah, they're, they added uh, five monsters, I think, after mm-hmm. in between Iceborne and, and World. And obviously those were all free all free updates every update they they did for this game was free so they actually added in over 10 monsters for free that had nothing to do with the expansions it was just patched that's awesome um but uh now that all these monsters have been made i think that's going to be the true tell for monster hunter world 2 or monster hunter 6 or whatever it's going to be called is now that these models are here now they have real kind of room for improvement and kind of space for content because they don't really need to to upgrade the models that much, unlike when they were coming from 3DS to, to PS4. So um, it'll be interesting, but I just wanted to throw that in there because I just, I absolutely adore Monster Hunter. And um, How do you feel about, so like the, I, I played a lot of Monster Hunter earlier a couple months ago. Um, mm-hmm. I'm almost done with the, the base game. Mm-hmm. The one thing that does bother me about Monster Hunter, and I, I'm interested to hear your perspective on this, being such a veteran of the series, mm-hmm. is that there was no automatic i guess you wouldn't call it auto aim but like automatic tracking for your attacks um they, they miss constantly because the monsters are moving um is that something you wish was in the series because coming from the outside i kind of do for me I, i've never really thought about it but um i could see how you could want that for sure actually andy and i were playing i think i brought this up before but we were playing torchlight and coming from Diablo to Torchlight is a little strange because in Diablo, anytime you're holding X or whatever your attack button is, you just kind of automatically turn to your enemies. Right, and right. you're pretty much always fighting someone, whereas Torchlight, you have to use your analog stick and make sure you're facing them. And I loved how that was in Diablo. Um, so, you know, I know I'm comparing a, a very different game to Monster Hunter, but I could see how potentially that could be useful for, for Monster Hunter, especially with how long some of the fights are. Yeah. Um, but for me, no, I, I, it doesn't really bother me personally, but I could see how, like you said, it could be something that might be added into the game or people could find useful. Hmm. So. All right. Awesome. All right. Yeah. Well, we are just about 59 minutes in, probably a little less after all the editing and whatnot, but I think we're yep. finally going to hit a target this week. I'll yeah. you Watson. You almost call me Watson every single week, Seth. It's weird. That's because he's like the only person. Watson. It's like he's like the only person I talk to, dude. He's like, like I'm not even joking. Like I see Watson more than I see anybody in my family. Like times ten. I see Watson almost every single day and talk to him almost every single day. Yes. So uh, that's why that happens. And Austin and Watson kind of kind of sound the same. So that that's yeah, just the way. It that's true. Yeah. Um. But yeah. 
Uh, well, hopefully I see you in 14 soon, buddy, after you get done conquering the final boss of uh, Monster Hunter. Yeah, I think whenever, like I said, I think our plan right now is to China, China, well, try to kind of get through World and finish up its content, especially if there really is a new Monster Hunter game coming out on Switch. I think we kind of just want to finish World, but certainly the second I'm one working a full-time job instead of two part-time jobs, which has been just a pain uh, time-wise, that should clear up a lot of time for me once I'm full-time. But once that happens and once we're done with with world i think i'll i'll be ready for some some raids and all right some duty finder and yeah dude you got some unfinished business to do you got you got to take I care do. of uh nidhogg so we got to get you I in do. there yep all right buddy well uh i guess we will reconvene next week on episode 25 of Framescape. looking forward we to that. shall hopefully we'll have the price and release date next week Otherwise, we'll have this conversation. We'll have this conversation every single week until they finally drop the news. I swear to God, it'll happen. I will not give in. On that note, um, <laughs> I guess we'll wrap things up here. Thank you guys so much for listening. We really appreciate it. Remember uh, to follow us and leave us a review on your podcast app of choice, whether that's Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher. We're now on. I, is iHeart the new one this week, or is yeah? So iHeart, iHeart, we're on um, now, and I did submit us to Amazon, their new podcast service, which is on Amazon Absolutely. Music. It's, I don't actually think it's out yet, um, but we should be on there at some point. Awesome! Yeah, remember to leave us a review for that. It really helps out the show. Helps get our name out there. Um, we really appreciate it, guys. Remember to write in with your questions. Um, this is ooh. a new thing. Sorry, I wanted to bring this up. Okay. Um, I started doing this because I was listening to this actual, um, actually a, a Japanese podcast I listened to just to kind of refresh on, on the language. And um, they have a thing where they have like a Google form for people that want to submit questions. So that's maybe easier than going to your email, f- typing in frameskippodcast at gmail.com if you want to send questions that way. So now what you can do is go to bit.ly slash frameskipq. So B-I-T dot L-Y slash frameskipq and just go to that website and it's just a question form and write in your question there and we'll get it. Yes. It's it pretty, pretty simple. That so. is an excellent addition so that we don't have to amalgamate all the questions from different uh, social media apps. Yeah. Um, that's awesome. Yeah. Make sure, once again, bit, it's a bit.ly link. For you guys yeah. you don't know what that is, it's a link service that shortens link names yep. but it's just bit.ly slash frame skip q yep all right uh remember to follow us on twitter at frame skip pod you can follow me on twitter at seth s taylor elijah at local lizard man austin at 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 austin at austin why am i having trouble <laughs> saying this dude austin at austin j eller there and you go. coach does not have a twitter handle this episode will be up friday september 4th as you know since you're already listening to it and until next time kids you hang in there it's scary hoop de yep. do frame skip off the loo goodbye <laughs> <laughs>